This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, covering a... uh, A broad range of topics today, big stories in the news. Um, But the one thing that has caught my ear, my attention all week, is the Senate Intelligence Report that says that it um, kind of validates the intelligence consensus that Russia tried to interfere with our elections. I kind of dismiss all that stuff. It's obviously partisan. I haven't seen evidence. It's been going on too long. It seems like it's just uh, season three of um, the campaign. You know, it started with the campaign and it's the election and now it's the investigation. I just feel like I'm watching The Circus, which is a Showtime show that uh, is just... It's where the lines blur between politics and Hollywood which there hardly are any lines anymore, it seems. Although, I think uh, this Russia stuff, what Binkley uncovered, the kind of background, if you go back a couple of years, it seems it seems like it's that, that, that there is a real political operation underway. Uh, only the foreign government that's interfering with our voter impressions is the United Kingdom, not Russia. Good, really interesting stuff. And, and, uh, and while we're talking about elections, I want to talk from five to six. Garland Favrito from VoterGA.org is going to be on to give us some really interesting stuff about the primaries in Georgia this week. They're May 22nd. He's got uh, some thoughts on a secondary race that I think is very important. Uh, he can he's going to give you your opinion, his opinion um, on uh, all the candidates on this important uh, race. And he's also got a bombshell on one of the gubernatorial candidates. So you're going to want to hear it. I love this guy. So interesting um, and does great work. Very good research. Uh, Just love it. So although I am very jealous of airtime and do not like to share it since I'm only on the weekends, and if anybody who's going to get some is Binkley because all he does is research all week long. And um, but I but so, you know, if I'm sharing it, Giving it away to Garland, it's uh, because I just can't resist. And I also could not resist getting Binkley to tell me more about his um, what his an interesting connection he made about Russia that I think really unlocks the key. I love. Can you read that tweet again of uh, after the podcast last week? In my opinion, this is the best podcast you guys have made to date. The most cogent argument on the topic I've heard. Yeah, this is about um, what's really going on with the Russia story. And that was episode 97? Yes. So, but this is some of the same stuff. Obviously, it's a totally different show. But uh, let's get let's get it out there because we don't have as much time on the air as we do on the podcast. Uh, you were going to play us, give us like a one-sentence recap, and then you can start playing some clips for us. We're going to be playing clips from... Uh, panel discussion from back in June or July of 2015 and the panel discussion includes Sir Andrew Wood who is who played a central role in the Russian dossier saga. Hold on. So the panel discussion is what? Where is it? 
The panel discussion is being held at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. All right. So this stuff, just so you know, I've looked into many, many, many of these organizations, foundations and think tanks. The World Economic Forum is a great example. Uh, If you look at the Rockefeller Foundation or I mean, these guys make these foundations and initiatives and. I mean, even the websites look the same. The agendas are all the same. The line items are the same. It's all about what they call thinly veiled uh, world governance. Like we're not going to, oh, they call it global governance. You know, like we're not going to notice that means world government, which I now believe means world corporation. And these guys all, uh, they all kind of point in the same direction. It's usually this benign sounding, we want to help, uh, women have whatever be green or something and and it all sounds very fluffy until you see what their real goals are like un habitat one points out that that one of their goals is that you have there's private property but not real property which means people can't own land that means you can never feed yourself. Like you absolutely have to be connected to the grid if human beings aren't allowed to own land. You know, that's what's underneath it. And then what you're bringing out, so those are the goals that you don't really see. What you're bringing out is the tactics that we don't really see. And I've been, I myself, and I know you've got tons of this, have have uncovered smoking gun after smoking gun about how they analyze and assess our psychology, our group psychology, crowd psychology, and then use propaganda to manipulate it. And that is how they have totally hijacked democracy. So uh, with that backdrop, now these guys are at one of those think tanks. These are high-level operatives. Yeah. What What is Sir Andrew Wood's actual... Oh, is the first clip you're going to play his yeah, like, it resume? Yeah, introduces who he is. Let's yeah. see. Okay, Let me right. give you a quick sentence background yeah. on what the paper is about okay. that they're talking about. It's called The Russian Challenge. Andrew Wood is an author on it. It was published in June of 2015, before the whole Russian interference, before Trump, before all of that happened, this was published. And the paper outlines the rising threat of Russian authoritarian nationalism that it poses to the international order and what should be done about it. And it states very clearly that this is information war and it will be won largely on a psychological terrain. I'm going to go, I'm going to peel that onion one more layer and tell you, and and I found it on my show, show before, I could actually go back and find the recording of my show a couple of years before that. It was like an end of the year, beginning of the year show. And uh, a, a big caller at the time uh, and listener, Brett, called in and said, Russia's the biggest problem. Uh-huh. Um, it was kind of around when Mitt Romney kind of threw that out there when he uh, lost that foreign policy debate against Obama, probably on purpose. And then... Um, I had also noticed, although I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I did notice and quoted, but I cannot find it now. I've looked for it. It's gone. George Soros saying, because if you recall, there was that terrible European debt crisis. George Soros said, and I was like, they have got, this is a real threat to the European project. And George Soros said, fear not. Fear not, good globalist. You will, Europe will bind together in fear of russia and i was like russia what and uh low yeah that's what that's similar themes all right let's go all right we're gonna play clip 15 this is an introduction to sir andrew wood and it's very revealing about who he is clip 15 
Sir Andrew Wood, who is Associate Fellow in the Russia and Eurasia Program uh, at Chatham House. Uh, prior to his work at Chatham House, he served as British Ambassador to Russia from 1995 to 2000 uh, and served uh, previously as British Ambassador to Yugoslavia from 1985 to 1989. They gave you the easy assignments, clearly, <laughs> Sir Wood. Uh, but. I just like to, love to break up countries. You like to break up countries. Ah, that was, that is in your resume. What's funny, though, is that, like, she's so horrified. It's so macabre that she doesn't know what to say. She, like, if she said any of, like, the first 15 adjectives that came to mind, you're a monster, I'm scared now, I didn't realize what we were really doing here. And she's like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess that is what this, uh, oh, <laughs> it's sick. He likes to break up countries. This is the guy who is a central figure in making sure America got the Russian dossier. This was 2015. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when you put it that way. And, and now let's hear what Which he country believes. is he trying to break up? This one or that one? Because that's what they—that's what these people are all saying. It's not that Russia wanted Trump to win. They, he, they, Russia just wanted to blow us up. You know, like uh, emotionally. It sounds to me like they're demonstrating to the American people what a true threat Russian nationalism is by imposing it on them. Yeah, and this this is your class. I, I'm not saying this is, but the classic concept be behind a false flag, what makes it so immoral to me. False flag is when you commit an atrocity, you know, on a ship, right? running the flag of your enemy so that your people will uh, support you in your aggression towards that enemy. And my argument has always been, if your enemy isn't actually doing that stuff, you know, you, why are we're, I'm st when, when you have to make stuff up, it makes me think the enemy's never going to do that stuff or you would just wait. In which case, what's the real agenda? Exactly. And and I think the agenda with this stuff is a lot of economics. We just there was a big story about the gas pipeline uh, that the U.S. is pressuring Germany to boycott from Russia to Europe. And that's behind, I think, both Ukraine and the Syria conflict. Let's get another right after. Let's take a quick break and then let's get um, to the next clip. Thank you so much. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, Finkley. Let's get to it. We were just, you were just peeling the onion on the Russia thing. If people are just tuning in, you're probably going to want to go back and listen to our podcast of this or our last podcast was number episode 97 at propagandareportdaily.com. The pro podcast of this show will be up sometime this week. And uh, and what we're talking about is what might really be behind the uh, whole Russia investigation um, and what Binkley kind of, I think, has a smoking gun pointing to the UK as having launched the PSYOP on us, which I believe because, or I, I think is plausible, because we have a lot of psychological operations handbooks that always say, cannot be used against domestic audiences. But what if you're the what if the UK has the exact same thing and they do us and we do them, you know what I mean? One hash one hand washes the other. So it's all yours, Binkley. All right. We had just played a clip of Sir Andrew Wood from 2015 who is a big player in the Russian dossier saga saying he likes to break up countries. Now 
This clip from 2015, he articulates very clearly what he believes the problem is that threatens the international order. Let's play clip 16. It is the evolution of uh, uh, Russia towards an authoritarian state under a small group determined to play by its own arbitrary rules that's the root cause of Russia's internal and external difficulties and in consequence the violence in Ukraine. Our problem is Russia. Dude, actually one of the clips you played me was about them using arbitrary rules. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, oh, we can't play by normal rules because these guys don't deserve because that. Because they're evil. <laughs> right. A lot of these clips sound exactly like the way our media describes Trump today. Yes, and it goes to something I was saying earlier, which in order for us to make sense of why these foreigners are so evil... The, these these irrational madmen megalomaniacs run every single country that doesn't have English as its official language. Yeah. You know why? Because they're crazy. That's yeah. why you don't even ask them. But we would bomb them if they did that. But he's crazy. He wants to be bombed. Well, let's go ahead and let's play clip seventeen. This All is right, go for this guy's a little bit of that clip seventeen. His bureaucracy is not just incompetent but deeply corrupted. Its administration is, uh, the top of the administration is extremely small. It's a mystery to me and I think to many people who rarely advises Putin and whether political decisions are taken in a coherent uh, way. Um, the question whether Putin can change, I think it's more or less proved itself that he probably cannot. We must not be deluded by the idea that being nice, being polite is the best policy. The best policy is to talk the truth. You could absolutely put Trump in for Putin in that script, which he's clearly reading, and yeah. just give it to Anderson Cooper. Again, that was 2015. This is the guy who is at the center of the Russian dossier saga. Yeah, that's what's so interesting, is that he delivered the Russian dossier, which you pointed out, like, Christopher Steele sounds like such a made-up name for a spy. Like, who knows if this guy, if Andrew didn't just write it. And attached yeah. a picture of an actor who looked like a spy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so. Um, What's interesting. We've got a few, we have 45 seconds, go. What's interesting about the paper that there, that this panel is based on is that it lays out very clearly Russian troll farms, cyber attacking. It lays out everything that they claim Russia did against us. And it says it in 2015. They say it in 2012. So either they are colluding or they just didn't warn us at all and left us out to dry. That's interesting. And I know you have more to say on that. So let's take a quick break. Um, I think this rabbit hole gets a little bit deeper. So we'll hear that. 800-WSB-TALK at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturday is from 3 to 6. And uh, at the top of the hour, I'm going to have Garland Favorito on from VoterGA.org. It's going to be a great hour. you got to listen to it. It's fascinating. Even if you tune in online and aren't in Georgia and aren't going to vote in the primaries this week, it's still fascinating on the fundamentals of this country and how his activism is changing my attitude towards voting. So let's get into that. Uh, Binkley has just some great stuff about 
the deeper roots of the Russia issue here. I want to let him um, get through all his material. So we're going to do that uh, at a pretty quick pace. But I do want to give a minute to uh, a caller, Sonny in East Point. Sonny, you're on with Monica. I'll give you one minute and then I got to get back to Binkley. So go. Okay, Monica. You hear yep. me? I can hear you. Go for it. Okay, I'm going to give you a little song here. I served in Korea in 1953. And I got a quick song for you. Okay? Go. Yep. Keep it clean. If you don't like the Monica Perez show, if you don't like the red, white, and blue, if you don't like the stars that are in old glory, well, buddy, I'm telling you that if you don't like the flag of freedom, if you don't like the way it's treating you, then get out, get out. Don't ever come back. Don't bite the hand that's feeding you. Okay. Wow, Sonny. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. And it was exactly a minute. I appreciate that. I tried to time it. I have a lot to say about that because I'm 88 years old almost. And I served in Korea and I was with all the big bands, Harry James, Dinah Shore, Jackie Gleason. So sometime I'll try to get in through to you and uh, tell you about some of that. Yeah, when I'm not in a super big hurry, my my dad is of your generation, and he turned me on to some of that great music. He would love this show, but he's no longer with us. And uh, actually, at the little segment right before 5 o'clock, I'm going to play a clip from a uh, Ronald Reagan speech in 1964. It's also known as the speech, and I think it's right up your alley, Sonny. I think it's right in keeping with the theme of your song, which I really appreciate. I'm going to have to mark that. Maybe we'll play it in the future. Uh, thank you. Okay, uh, Binkley, That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Well, well executed. All right. We were talking about Sir Andrew Wood, a central figure in the Russian dossier saga who likes to break up countries. This is a clip of him from 2015, where he is explaining the importance of aligning policy with the U.S. This is clip 19. Putin's absolute obsession with the United States, as in some divine sense, the analog to, to, to Russia, uh, is, makes it very important we maintain a transatlantic dialogue and an effective alignment of policies towards Russia. So he's talking about how important it is to get the U.S. on board with their policy, which you have pointed out is exactly what happens before world wars in Europe that drag us into it. And people will defend World War Two. But don't forget, it started with World War One and and the people here. There was a battle between England and Germany to get the U.S. in on one side or the other. And there was a major psychological warfare operation conducted by the British. Sir Gilbert Parker led it, and he wrote in letters back to the Wellington House about how gullible Americans were 
for falling for it. It was really the dawn of modern propaganda. And Laswell, a political scientist, wrote that the biggest trick of that war was convincing Americans to think that propaganda was something that only came from the evil Germans as opposed to the as opposed to from the Allies. You agree with us or you're evil? That that theme is recurring. Okay, let's go. Go, right, go, go. Uh, this next clip is from, this is a man named Keir Giles, also from uh, the Chatham, or Chatham, Chatham House. <laughs> and, uh, that's my job is to teach right, you how to I, say Chatham. I say it wrong every time. Yeah, but, that's good. Um, he's speaking about what we just need to learn to live with when it comes to Russia. This is clip 20. Europe and the United States do need instead to learn to live with the fundamental incompatibility of worldview and strategic aspirations between Russia and the West, which will lead to further confrontation in the frontline states. Accommodation of Russia will now, as it always has done, make matters worse, not better. It's going to be worse to get along with them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's keep 2015. Going. I'm going to keep repeating that. Yeah, let's keep going, because if you listen to what right. they're saying, it's all hostility, aggression, Offense. All right. Okay. Here they explain some of their goals. This is clip 22. Helping Ukraine, improving Western security, reinventing the EU's Eastern Partnership, finding ways to call, uh, communicate with the Russian people separate from the way we treat the Russian regime. I mean, I have to comment on that real quick. Yeah. Treating the Russian people, communicating with the Russian people mm -hmm. separate from the Russian regime is targeting a foreign population for propaganda, which is what we're accusing them of doing to us. It's what James Clapper called for the USIA, which was run by Tucker Carlson's dad, on steroids to propagandize foreign countries. Now, this is prior to Russia supposedly doing this to us. And then he also says reinvent EU Eastern policy, which would be a direct violation of the negotiation that George Bush the first made with Gorbachev, was it, uh, in bringing down the Berlin Wall. The only promise was let the Warsaw Pact countries go we will use that as a buffer zone we will not incorporate them into nato and i believe everyone or almost every single one has since been incorporated into nato that is aggression and what he's saying another thing he's saying by saying just talk about putin and speak differently to the russian people is that's he's describing a demonization campaign oh nice which we see with trump yeah yeah, and it's always linked to Putin. But here's where it gets aggressive, I think, because we talked on the break about what order you're going to play these clips in. So I think it's getting aggressive. Okay, yeah. Uh, here he explains, I think he's talking about the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, clip 23. 23. We must not be deluded by the idea that being nice, being polite is the best policy. The best policy is to talk the truth. But if, the, if talking the truth is the opposite of being nice and polite, I mean... That's antagonism. I mean, I'm not saying his idea of truth. It was just like the other guy in one of the clips. I'm not sure we played it today. Keir Giles saying uh, their idea of peace is victory. But that's always been our, you know, these are euphemistic terms. It's newspeak, but it's it is equally valid in the West in that they call truth anything that promotes their agenda. And he writes about the, ne the necessity of using political expediency towards Russia. And solving these goals. Which where does, 
When uh, does he say that? He says that in 2012 because they've been talking about doing this. Oh for a long wow, time. that's in that's in one of the things you read, right? Yeah. Yeah, when they talk about expediency and pragmatism, they're talking about using not not the real rules, not and and they accuse those guys of not fo- that of operating by their own set of rules, yet they are operating by whenever they say expediency and pragmatism, that means the rules the standards go out the window. Yeah, okay, what we're right. hearing is the description of a, a psychological warfare campaign. And this On was us. No, yeah, towards us and towards Russia. Right. All right, so this next clip is Sir Andrew Wood again from 2015. Right, let's just hear it. 20, clip 25. Diplomacy without force, moral force included, or economic force included, but a degree of persuasive ability... Uh, is is not going to succeed. Diplomacy without force is not going to succeed. Is that and this is before all this stuff happened. Yeah. You know, is that the kind of talk that that you think is going to promote good behavior? Even if Russia is doing all this stuff, which I'm not convinced at all. I don't care if their IP addresses say Russia. I mean, I've personally witnessed uh, a cyber attack that came from. I believe I witnessed a cyber attack. That came from every single country in the world. So obviously it wasn't, you know, 200 different entities. It was bouncing around to be undetectable. Yeah. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into it, but I did witness. It was very cool. I mean, it was horrible for the people who were being attacked, but it was interesting to watch. (laughs) I prayed for the victims. Um, Okay. We got a couple of minutes. What else you got? Okay. We have a couple more clips. Let's go ahead and play clip 21. The problem of respecting Russia as a great power, spilling over into a temptation to respect Russia's self-defined security interests, while, as you said, at the same time preserving our values. Unfortunately, that's not possible because the two are entirely incompatible. Put very simply, we want peace, they want victory. And this is the reason why, at the moment, we are unable to offer them anything in terms of political dialogue, which is meaningful from the other side. Okay. He ridicules them for having self-defined security interests. I literally cannot think of anything more ridiculous than suggesting that unseating the government of Syria, who is fighting ISIS, will help us fight ISIS, that first we have to fight the guys fighting ISIS, and then we can fight ISIS, because that's in our self-defined national security interest. So who gets to define their own, you know what I mean? Aren't, aren't they, by definition, self-defined? Or is it like North Korea? Hey, if you put all your stuff away, we'll tell you what's in your interest. Oh, that's a great idea. He says that they can't, they have, they're going to have a policy of not respecting Russia's own self defense interest and they're emphasizing how our strategy towards Russia needs to be that exact same thing. Don't respect Russia's interest at all. Yeah, I mean these are acts of hostility. I agree. Uh, I think we have time for one more then we're going to go to a break and then I'm going to start changing gears to get ready for Garland. I'm going to play a clip for Sonny he's going to love of Ronald Reagan coming out so after the break I want people to listen for that. Um, but give us one more, and then we'll, we'll take a break. All right, let's play clip 24. Russia's reaction with its neighbors has now reverted to its default settings. 
2014 wasn't abnormal. It's actually the previous 25 years that were out of character for Russia, uh, while the, the period while their resources didn't match their enduring intentions and aspirations. I've given a lot of thought to that clip because you did play that for me the other day. And some people wonder like how that Reagan... I've heard this theory that Reagan screwed things up by letting the Berlin Wall fall, by letting the communism actually be defeated because it was this bogeyman we needed to keep defense spending high and all that kind of stuff. And and then as soon as we freed them from that iron grip of detente, they wanted to go capitalist, which I think we foiled. I think Clinton and Yeltsin foiled that. And now this guy is saying, oh. We were totally wrong. They're super, super bad. Let's uh, bring all that stuff back because we need to control the world, spend, whatever. Uh, I want to, just before we break, flag a word that you will f- see more and more. It's I never saw this word before in my life. It was in the Wall Street Journal uh, called irredentism. Irredent, I-R-R-E-D-E-N-T-I-S-M. Irredentism. It's, it's what they use to talk about Russia trying to suck back countries that used to be in its political sphere, but aren't anymore like Crimea or I guess it's supposed to be a parallel with like Hitler going into the Sudetenland and Silesia and stuff. That is a major theme in every single Chatham House paper and almost everything Sir Andrew Wood writes. Oh well I'll let you talk about that after we take this break and then hear um, an inspirational Reagan clip. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Wow that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. That uh, was a speech. Well, first of all, the content of that speech I'd pulled before Sonny called, I pulled this clip uh, about the relationship of man to government okay i'm a i'm an anarcho-capitalist i actually have lost any faith that a coercive monopoly government with a monopoly on the use of force can ever be self-limiting however i uh i think the move towards tearing down borders um is actually going in the other direction it's meant to build up world government so i would like to kick the can on the american experiment for as long as possible and try to keep it together uh so i've decided to try to be less negative and more positive and boy have i found uh the right partner in that so i am going to talk to garland favorito next And you're going to love it, so stay tuned. This is Monica Perez.